my whole framework that I was taught in my medical school training for, for my medical doctorate and in my OBGYN residency was wrong, right? We were basically taught that women are just smaller men with an accessory pack to have babies, right? Kind of like that little black bag that you take out of the top back of your closet every year when you go to that black tie dinner at Christmas, right? So it's just that little bag accessory pack and we women have an accessory pack, the uterus, ovaries, that allows us to be reproductive and nothing can be further from the truth, right? Welcome to the Menopause Mastery Podcast, a show for women just like you who are ready for more health, vitality, passion, living life with a purpose. I created this show because I knew that women just like me in this second season of life, the season of menopause, are really tapping into their deepest desires. And we're ready to harness our physical and mental health and explore what our true passions are and peel back the layers to uncover exactly what we want out of life. I'm your host, Betty Murray, part geek, part magician, and your new medical bestie with a dash of sass. I love taking the complex science and making it easier to integrate into daily life. So let's join the journey to make this season the best ever. Welcome back to Menopause Mastery. So today's guest is Dr. Karen Dunstan. Karen and I actually have been friends for about three years, and I, and I love Karen. She's just a wealth of knowledge. And what we're going to be talking about today is she actually lost a life-changing 100 pounds and fixed her adrenal fatigue. So you've listened to Menopause Mastery. We talk a lot about stress and adrenals, so we're going to dive deep into that, especially with Dr. Karen Dunstan. She's fellowship-trained in anti-aging, metabolic, and functional medicine, and has practiced this exclusively for over a decade. And she's also another pioneer in female hormone justice. So Dr. Kieran hosts the Hormone Prescription Podcast, and she drops episodes weekly. She's also the founder of Hormone Club, and her Hormone Club is here as an end-all, be-all inclusive membership to give women access to the state-of-the-art natural bioidentical hormone treatment throughout the U.S. She's also the owner and creator of Midlife Metabolism Institute, providing education and coaching programs for women at midlife to fix their hormones and metabolism and their health. And of course, you know, Dr. Karen has been around and been, uh, been out on media for a long time. She has a TEDx talk, and she's been seen on CBS, NBC, Reader's Digest, Huffington Post, First for Women, Best Self, and more. And she is a fellow midlife metabolic ninja, and she's going to help show us how to unleash our health and take our health back. So let's jump in with Dr. Kieran Dunstan. All right, Kieran, you know, I, I, we were having a conversation before she and I got on the podcast, and I have like total travel envy because I'm a travel freak. I love to travel. <laughs> and Karen, Karen is in Argentina, and so I'm like, well, I'm sitting in Texas right now. So I have to thank you, first off, for getting on a podcast <laughs> while you're in such an awesome place. You know, so obviously you're jet setting and experiencing some cool stuff in life. But before we get started jumping into hormones and all of that stuff, I want you to tell your story because I think your story is very profound. And I think my listeners would love to hear it. Sure, absolutely. And um, yes, I'm super lucky and grateful to be able to travel the world and do what I do, which is help women with their hormones which wasn't something I always did. So even as a board certified OBGYN, right? Someone who's certified by the highest certifying board in the world, really, American Board of Medical Specialties, 
told me that I knew more about women's health and hormones than anyone else. And nothing could have been further from the truth. And I know some people listening are going, what? What is she talking about? Of course, my gynecologist is the expert on hormones. And what I want you to get is that, no, your gynecologist is not the expert on hormones. Because that was me. A board certified gynecologist delivered thousands of babies, did hysterectomies, pop smears, prescribed birth control pills, did the whole deal. And here I was in my 40s and weighed 243 pounds. So I was obese. I had depression and anxiety so severe that I was on five psychoactive medications at one point. I had irritable bowel. So I didn't know if I was going to poop seven times in one day or once every seven days. I didn't know if it was going to be loose or hard. I didn't know what was causing me to have recurrent uh, gastroesophageal reflux and heartburn. And then they did an endoscopy and had gastritis. I was losing my hair. I had no sex drive, which was a problem because I was actually married at the time. I was so tired that all I had energy to do was work and sleep, even though I was a wife and a mom. My life was a disaster. Everybody saw me from the outside and thought I had it all because, oh, she's a doctor. She lives in a gated community. Her kids go to private school. She has fancy cars. She goes on great vacations, right? But inside I was dying. So I was taking up space on the earth. I was putting one foot in front of the other. I was breathing in and out, but I was miserable, especially because everyone could look at me and see, oh, she's board certified OBGYN. She's supposed to know more about women's health than anybody else. And she's obese, right? Everyone could see that. So more than anything, that was the shame that I carried. And I would feel shameful everywhere I went, like, I was somehow a fraud because I really didn't know how to help myself, obviously. And then I look around all my patients and they have the same, what I now call midlife metabolic mayhem that I had, right? 60 or so symptoms that occur, usually starting in the 40 year old age range, sometimes as early as in the 30s, sometimes earlier, but definitely by the time you're in your 40s and 50s and beyond, right? Weight gain, fatigue, insomnia, hair loss, low libido, gastrointestinal distress, dysthymia, depression, anxiety, right? The, the list goes on. And if you're a woman over 40, you know what I'm talking about, right? I'm not alone. I wasn't alone in this. And I had been treating women for, you know, over a decade who had the same problems. And something I had started noticing was, Betty, no one ever really got better, right? No matter how many prescriptions I gave them, I gave them, you know, Lexapro for their depression. I gave them something, you know, Bupropion for anxiety. I gave them something to help them sleep, you know, Ambien. I gave them birth controls for crazy crime scene periods. I gave them the fistful of prescriptions I was taught to give them, right? That's what you're supposed to do as a board certified doctor. You follow the protocol, you write the prescription, that doesn't work, you can do the surgery. I would do the surgeries, the laparoscopies for diagnosing fibroids, endometriosis. I would do the hysterectomy. I did all the things. Nobody ever really got better. They would just be in varying states of disarray, what I call spiraling the drain, right? First would be the first thing. Oh, my periods are irregular and they're heavy and I'm passing clots and I'm having to take Motrin, which they think is normal. And if you're listening, that is not, it may be common, 
it's not normal. You should not have pain on your beard. You should not pass clots. You should not have irregular periods. That is not normal. It's just because most and many women have that, particularly in industrialized countries that we have come to believe that that's normal. And so on TV, we see commercials for period pain medicine and we think that's normal. So I know I get it on a rant because I'm so passionate about this, Betty. But no one ever really got better. I would give them the birth control pill. Okay, that might clean, clear up their period. Uh, and I, I claim success, right? Symptom gone equaled success. That's how medicine views symptoms. It's a problem to be conquered. And when you get rid of the symptom, you claim victory and you go on about your life. And then they come in, oh, I can't sleep. Oh, another problem. I give you a sleeping pill. Now you're sleeping. I claim victory because you're sleeping. But what I didn't realize until a patient who I call Gina Davis because she actually looks a little bit like Gina Davis. And Gina Davis had her own health and weight struggles at midlife, if anybody knows her. She's a famous actress. And um, this woman uh, was having the same midlife metabolic mayhem. She came in, I gave her a fistful of prescriptions, right? All the things. And she went away and it came back. It wasn't really helping her. And I really didn't have anything else to offer her except prescription medications. So she went away and she came back a year later for her annual exam. And I saw her at the end of the hall. And she looked like a new woman, right? She had lost the 30 pounds. She couldn't lose. Her hair was full. Her eyes were shiny and the light was back on. She had a pep in her step. She was smiling. And I was like, what did she do? And I couldn't wait her to get in an ex get to get her an exam room so I could find out. It turns out she went to this doctor in another town who did these tests that I never did on her hormones, tests I never learned about as a board certified OBGYN to test her sex hormones, her cortisol hormone, thyroid tests I never heard of, insulin tests I never heard of, and worked with her with natural hormone therapy, biologically identical, lifestyle, diet, different things. She said she hadn't felt better than she had in 25 years, right? All her midlife metabolic mayhem symptoms gone. She, and so I said, well, what is this? And she's like, well, it's root cause resolution medicine. And she proceeded to tell me about it. Um, she actually brought me uh, the book where she learned about it from Suzanne Summer's book. And I know everybody listening is going to be like, I need that book. No, you don't. It's old and outdated. <laughs> There's way more current information. Um, but that started me on this seven year journey of learning all I could about this medicine that I didn't know anything about as a board certified OBGYN, these tests I didn't know about. And I was kind of like Hansel and Gretel, Gretel following the breadcrumb trail. So I started doing these tests on myself. Turns out, even though I had checked my thyroid at least 10 times and it was quote unquote normal, I had low functioning thyroid. Turns out when I actually checked my progesterone level, I was progesterone deficient, which isn't something that mainstream medicine checks, right? There's no standard of care for that. So I started finding all these problems. I started addressing them naturally and then everything changed for me. Lost the weight, got off all prescription medications. Well, fast forward two years, lost a hundred pounds. Energy better than when I was 20. Depression, anxiety gone, gut healed, like sex drive back, hair grew back. People stopped recognizing me at the mall. And then of course my patients uh, were saw the transformation and they said, what are you doing? Cause every woman over 40 wants this. And uh, so they started asking me and I started doing this work with them. And that was 
gosh, about 13 years ago. So fast forward, here we are. When I discovered this, I, I made a promise to God. I said, I'm going to investigate this. I'm going to see if it works. I'm, I'm going to be the guinea pig. And if it works, I'm going to spend the rest of my life teaching other women about this. So that's why we're here now, Betty. And that's my story. Gosh, you know, it's, I hate to say it, but you know, it is unfortunately the more common story rather than the right. outlier, you know, because I, I, it's so much like mine. I did, I lost about 35 pounds, but I struggled from about 38 to about 48. It, seeing, I, I, I owned a functional medicine clinic. I was in functional medicine, functional nutrition. I had, I saw some of the luminaries, right? And they're like, okay, you know, here's your thyroid. You know, they put pieces in, but there was always a piece missing, you know? So right. even if you're in this, you know, even if somebody's doing some of those pieces of hormones and other things and they're not getting the results it's because there's part of the picture that's missing but I, I you when you talk about the shame my gosh you know for over a decade of my professional life as a nutritionist people would call and go do you work with weight loss and I was like oh hell no I was like no obviously I can't fix myself I worked with because my my original cause to come here was autoimmune and so I stuck in that autoimmune world and the kind of complex health because I I had traction there but I had so much shame around the fact that I was carrying this extra weight that I couldn't do even though I was doing all the quote-unquote right things and so you know the fact that you sort of uncovered all of these metabolic hormones and things that are wrong is so important because I think there's a lot of people out there that may be getting little bits and pieces of this mm -hmm. but it's not the full picture so talk about why hormone balancing is so dang important. It's obviously you kind of went into it a little bit about your your own experience, but mm -hmm. you can't just throw a few hormones at it and call it done. Right. It's not getting a little testosterone and you're good to go. <laughs> it's so true, Betty. And, you know, my whole framework that I was taught in my medical school training for, for my medical doctorate and in my OBGYN residency was wrong, right? We were basically taught that women are just smaller men with an accessory pack to have babies, right? Kind of like that little black bag that you take out of the top back of your closet every year when you go to that black tie dinner at Christmas, right? So it's just that little bag accessory pack. And we women have an accessory pack, the uterus, ovaries, that allows us to be reproductive and nothing can be further from the truth, right? Hormones are the communicators in your body. So what is the most important aspect of how any system function? Communication. So for example, when Hurricane Katrina went through New Orleans and devastated the region. What is the was the first thing that they had to do to restore functionality to that area? They had to get communication going, right? We got to get phone lines. We got to get cell towers. Why? Because we don't know how many hospital beds do you need? What's the um, land uh, status? Can we land a helicopter to, to air evac people to the hospital, right? What do you need? What do you have? What do you not have? How many people are injured? What is the status? Communication is most important factor in how any system functions. So in your body, what's your communication system? Well, your brain, right? Your brain is your hardwired and also wireless communication tower. And the hardwired nerves that, for, for instance, innervate your fingers so that you can snap, right? Your brain tells your fingers, snap the fingers. That's a fairly hardy system. It takes a lot to, to knock that out, although it can happen. 
but you also have a wireless branch to your brain nervous system and that is your hormones so it's kind of like the internet that comes in your house right comes in through the the uh, modem and then it can give a hardwired signal that you plug your computer into that's pretty stable right it doesn't go out but it can give a wireless signal to your computer. And I don't know about you, Betty, but especially with traveling, that wireless signal has so many ways that it can get disrupted. So it's the same with your hormones in your body that actually are controlled by your brain. So it's like wireless internet. So there are a lot of things that can go wrong with that wireless internet, i.e. your hormones, especially because women, as opposed to men, we have different hormones every single day. It's just how we're made, right? That's the beauty of what allows us to be reproductive. So with communication being the most important factor in how any system functions, you've got to have that online. You have programmed obsolescence of our ovaries, right? We're only one of two mammalian species that live anytime in menopause. And we, that could be a whole other conversation. Um, we have programmed it's going to go out. So if you're not addressing the fact, it's almost like if you knew Hurricane Katrina was going to come at that time, 10 years before, you would have prepared for it. We know Hurricane Katrina is coming in our bodies, right? It's called menopause. <laughs> we need to prepare ahead. And it's not like the hurricane comes one day and it was out of the blue. I always say it's out of the oblivious. You weren't planning for it. And it's not like menopause is an event. It's I call it the menopause spectrum, which we can talk about. You go gradually to the abyss. Well, we know that's happening, but mainstream medicine pretty much ignores it. And they've trained women to believe that the only thing that matters is menopause. And that's just not true. So that's why you have all these women for 5, 10, 15 years, miserable in midlife metabolic mayhem and increasing their risk of disease. So you need to stop thinking about your hormones as an accessory pack. And I'm talking about the seven main metabolic hormones, not just your sex hormones, right? And you need to realize that it is the very foundation of how your body functions as a woman and that you are biologically, physiologically different from men and that you need special care, nurturing and attention to function optimally to have your communication system optimized, starting probably in your 20s to know where are you and prevent the Hurricane Katrina from coming. So you can go smooth sailing all the way through the rest of your life. Yeah, so I, I'm going to ask this question because I can't help it because you and I are so in line and I get so yeah. angry, <laughs> angry about what's happening in women's health. Right. So, so for all the people that go, but menopause is natural. It's a natural experience. Like you said, what would you say to that? Well, of course it's natural. Aging is natural too, but that doesn't mean we don't try and optimize while we're still here. What would you say to that? Right. So, you know, hurricanes are natural. Do we then just say, oh, it's a hurricane. Let's not worry about it. Let's not do anything to prepare. Let's not levy up our shores, you know. Let's not put boards over our windows. No, things may be natural. But what you have to understand is, and this is where, I mean, I was brainwashed this way too, so I get it. So I try to have patience. 
with the people who haven't gone on the journey that you and I have gone on, Betty, because 20 years ago, I probably would have said the same thing because I didn't know what I didn't know. And now what I know is, sure, it may be a natural phase of life. And, and I always say, I'm not the kind of doctor who's going to tell you what to do because I told you what to do because I know better. Not at all. I'm going to educate you about how your body works, how it functions, what it needs, what it doesn't need to be optimally healthy, and then you make the best decision for you. So it's a natural phase of life that you go into what I call hormonal poverty, right? Usually starting sometime in your 40s, sometimes earlier in your 30s. That means that your ovaries stop producing an optimized level, usually a progesterone first. They may make too much estrogen. About half of us will start making not enough testosterone. And then that escalates on the menopause spectrum until the average age of 51 when you cease ovarian hormone production. And the majority of us have not enough estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. So midlife metabolic mayhem, we talked about 60 or more symptoms that are the result of this hormonal poverty. So what most people don't understand is that every cell, every system in your body requires these sex hormones to function optimally. Most people, when they hear sex hormones, all they think about is babies and periods and sex drive. That's all they think. But what they don't realize is that you have, and I like to call these hormones flex hormones, not sex hormones, because they have flexible functions all over the body. You have flex hormone receptors in your brain. Why? Because your neurotransmitter levels need these flex hormones to be optimized. What does that mean? To not be depressed, to not be anxious, to have adequate drive, to have adequate sex drive, which for women comes from your brain, actually. Um, you need it for cognitive functioning and memory. So when your brain doesn't get these hormones, guess what? The neurons in your brain are deteriorating. They're shriveling up. They're contributing to amyloid plaque that contributes to dementia and increases your risk of Alzheimer's disease. In fact, one study showed that there was a 79% decrease in the risk of Alzheimer's disease in women who used hormone therapy. So you may say, oh, menopause is natural. Hormonal poverty is natural. You should go through it naturally. That's fine if that's your choice, but make sure you are educated on the choice that you're making. And you know that if you actually treated that hormonal poverty, you could reduce your risk of Alzheimer's disease by 79%. See, most women don't know this because their doctors aren't telling them this. And it's not on the front page of the New York Times because there's no drug involved that they're gonna make money off of that they can promote. So you don't hear about this and then you think it's just a preference. And that the only reason I should use hormone therapy is because I prefer it or I have hot flashes or vaginal dryness which are really the only two symptoms well there's a third osteoporosis three symptoms that mainstream medicine will recommend that you use hormones for and so you think you're getting the whole story at your doctor's office but what you don't realize is that you are going to a corporate for-profit office 
that is in cohoots with for-profit health insurance, for-profit big food, for-profit big pharma, for-profit big medicine that has created a paradigm of healthcare that is drugs and surgery. And they want to keep you sick for a long time and do a lot of procedures for you and prescribe you a lot of medicines because why? They make a lot of money off of it. And I'm sorry if I'm the first one to tell you this, but don't shoot the messenger. Hate the message, not the messenger, right? I didn't realize this 20 years ago. I was full-fledged $30 HMO copay doctor, and I believe I drank the Kool-Aid, and I believed the system, and that's why my health suffered for years, and it literally almost killed me because I was suicidal because I thought, if this is what life is, I don't even want to live it. So you got to get to a place where you understand the consequences of hormonal poverty. So we talked about flex hormone receptors in the brain. You have flex hormone receptors in your eyes. Why? Your eyes depend on these sex hormones to be optimally healthy. When you are in hormonal poverty, you have an increased risk of macular degeneration and blindness. The leading cause of blindness in women. Did anyone tell you that? No. So you want to do menopause naturally and increase your risk for blindness? That's up to you, but educate yourself. You have flex hormone receptors in your heart. Heart attack, heart disease, leading cause of death and disability among women over 50. <laughs> Hormone therapy has been shown to reduce the risk of these disorders significantly. Let me talk to you about Sleep Me Sleep Systems. Are you a woman who suffers from hot flashes due to menopause or you just sleep hot in general? You don't need to suffer. End hot flashes and night sweats for good with Sleep Me's award-winning system. It's a mattress topper that goes on your current mattress so you don't need to buy a new one. It uses water's thermal powers to cool your bed as low as 5 degrees Fahrenheit. That means no matter how hot you get, you can sleep at your ideal temperature. And in fact, Wake Forest University had a study that showed that women in menopause saw a 57% decrease in the frequency of night sweats when they used Sleep Me's sleep system. So Sleep Me makes customizable, climate-controlled sleep solutions that will help improve the quality of your sleep. And you know when you improve the quality of your sleep, all other health measures improve. The sleep system works on all bed types, even adjustable ones, which allows you to keep your current mattress while sleeping at an ideal temperature. And hey, if you're like me and you're worried that your partner likes a different temperature at night, no sweat, they offer configurations that allow you to have dual temperature control from 115 degrees Fahrenheit to 55. And even if you don't like getting into a cold bed, like me, you can actually schedule the temperature to be warmer when you get in and then cool off as the night goes on as, as you fall asleep. So currently Sleep Me offers two water-based systems, the Cube and the Doc Pro. Both sleep systems provide mattress toppers that cool as low as 55 degrees Fahrenheit. The Cube best for women who are steady hot, that won't quit, while the Doc Pro is the newest and most powerful system and it works really well for those of you who get sudden surges of intense heat. So I can tell you I've been sleeping on these for two years and my husband has too, and it has been a game changer in the quality of my sleep. So if you're suffering from hot, uncomfortable sleep or know someone who is, you have got to check out Sleep Me at sleep.me slash menomastery. 
That's sleep.me slash M-E-N-O-M-A-S-T-E-R-Y. Plus, as a listener to this podcast, you can save up to 20% on a sleep system if you use the promo code HOTFLASH. That's H-O-T-F-L-A-S-H. This is a real game changer and you need to check it out at sleep.me slash Mastery and save 20% using the promo code HOTFLASH. So I don't know about you, but I'm looking for all the ways I can to improve my heart health, right? I exercise, I eat right, I do all the things. How negligent would I be to not reverse my hormonal poverty and get out of hormonal poverty into hormonal prosperity because that is an independent risk factor for heart disease. You have flex hormone receptors in your bones, osteoporosis, leading to a hip fracture or other type of fracture is a leading cause, top 10 leading cause of death and disability among women. And also the inability to live independently. Betty and I were talking about her mom before we got on. She's 88. She still lives independently, um, which is amazing. Well, we want to support her in that, right? So bone health, intricately involved with flex hormone receptors. You have, most people don't realize that Your sex hormones and flex hormones are vital for your immune system function. So when your immune system doesn't function well, well, if you get a viral infection, it may be more severe. You might not live from it. Most people don't realize that cancer, which will affect one in two of us in our lifetime, is an immune system failure. Cancer is a failure of your immune system. Your sex hormones directly affect your immune system. When you're when you're in hormonal poverty, your immune system doesn't function properly. That means if you do get a virus or you do get cancer, you're at increased risk for getting cancer, by the way, and a virus, that you're at increased risk for more severe consequences. So that's fine if you're like, oh, hormonal poverty is natural. I don't want to do anything about it. Okay. Make sure you are aware of the choice you're making because I talk to women every day who are 70, 80, and beyond who are flipping angry. They are furious because nobody told them the truth about the consequence of the choice they were making. You are not going to hear this at your doctor's office and it's not their fault. They're smart and they care just like 20 years ago. I was smart and I cared, but I was brainwashed to believe a certain paradigm of medicine. And what you need to do is take the blinders off and know the truth because the truth will set you free. But first, it's going to piss you off that nobody has told you the truth. I know I went on a little rant there. (laughs) It's okay. No, it's okay. I mean, I, I, you know, I answer this question all the time. I'm like, Yes, menopause is natural, but we weren't designed, like you said, we aren't designed to live past it either. Right. Truly. Yeah. A hundred uh, years know, ago, we wouldn't years ago, we didn't, right? We weren't supposed to live this long. But, you know, and don't throw out mainstream medicine because Lord knows if you have a stroke or a heart attack or a bone fracture, you want it, right? You want a mainstream medicine hospital. But if you are a woman over 40 with midlife metabolic mayhem or on various prescription medications for chronic diseases that never go away, you need to look at your hormonal communication system and get out of hormonal poverty. If you Absolutely. choose. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this. I've, I've already gone on a rant and it's uh, <laughs> came out. Did you see the Super Bowl commercial about vasomotor symptoms? No, I did not. What was it for? Oh, it's, so it was for a drug made by a company called Estella. And so they, it looks like a public service announcement asking women if they know the two symptoms of menopause, you know, 
basically hot flashes and night sweats because they have a drug basically that affects a protein in the hypothalamus that affects temperature regulation instead of looking at, oh, I don't know, estrogen being the primary (laughs) driver of that thermostatic control. And I, you know, and everybody's like, isn't that great? And I went nuts because I was like, (laughs) I know that this is, pardon me, bullshit. And it's a bunch of marketing, you know, and I was like, all they're doing is they're like, well, the antidepressants aren't working anymore. We can't flog that horse anymore. So we're going to just find another one. Yeah. Just frustrating women. You need to be angry. (laughs) And I know I'd, like you said, I talk to women every day that are, you know, well past the menopausal years and are just like, I feel like I have been gaslighted and ignored. And I can't believe that I didn't even have the opportunity to know this information. So yeah, the guest. The gaslighting is real, ladies, real. There's no bigger gaslighting going on than of women over 40 by mainstream medicine. And again, your doctor, they don't know any better, right? They're just doing what they were taught. Excuse me. But um, if you haven't, if you don't know what gaslighting is, watch the movie called Gaslight and you will get a clear picture. We're basically told there's, oh, there are only two symptoms of menopause. No, your depression doesn't have anything to do with the fact that you are in hormonal poverty. I mean, it's just, it's insane. It is totally insane. Now we talked a little bit about the sex hormones. So what are a few of the other metabolic hormones that you like to talk about in the midlife metabolic uh, mayhem. mayhem. Obviously, <laughs> sex hor- <laughs> I mean, obviously sex hormones are a big player, but there are definitely others that, you know, we, we yeah. definitely talk about, but I think we can never talk about them too much. Yeah. So the other main seven main metabolic ones that I talk about and think are vital uh, for women over 40 is insulin, thyroid, cortisol, DHEA, and then the sex hormones, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, and all three types of estrogen. Um, but you know, you've got to get uh, insulin right, thyroid, cortisol, DHEA also. And the majority of women by the time they're 40 have issues with these hormones. And and that's this big blind spot, right? A lot of women, and maybe this is you, if you're listening, you get that you have got a sex hormone problem, right? That's talked about a lot. People Google search that a lot. But most of you think, oh, I don't have diabetes. I don't have an insulin problem. Or you think my doctor checked my thyroid and told me it was quote unquote normal. I'm fine. And what you need to understand is there's a huge difference between a normal thyroid test and an optimal test. So you got to test the right things and read them the right way. And that was a big Part of my problem, I had checked my thyroid at least 10 times with the standard test, and it was quote unquote normal. But when I did the right test and read them the right way for optimal function, I was low thyroid. So don't be lulled into falsely believing that your thyroid is quote unquote normal, right? That's, that's not okay. So if you're not looking for the problem, so Betty said earlier, um, that you know, sometimes when people go down this path, there are missing pieces that pieces that they've missed. And so they don't get optimal results. And I find this is true. Like if you're using Dr. Google and you're looking for one shot wonders, they're gonna fix your problem. What's the one supplement I need to take? What's the one diet I need to follow? What's the one exercise I need to do? Which trust me, I've been there. I know you've been there too, right? We all want the one thing because we want it to be fast, quick, and easy. And, you know, there's nothing fast, quick, and easy about your body. It took nine months to construct it, right? <laughs> With the most... And then 40 years to get it here. 
40 years to get it here. Like, you know, let's have a reality check. It's not going to be one supplement that you're going to take that's going to fix all your problems, despite what um, it's going to have you believe. I was in the airport on the way here, and I saw this, you know, infomercial in the airport about crepey skin and you know they've got this famous actresses you know 60 some years old with crepey skin and then all, all these women who use this skin cream that fixes their crepey skin and i just look at going oh my gosh please don't believe this nonsense so it's the same thing when you're looking online so back to what i was saying is you're going to find a lot of people that are going to have a lot of opinions and the stronger the opinion um and the more they can convince you that it's a one-shot wonder that to fix the problem, then the more traction they usually get. So some of your most pop popular social media influencers are these people. Um, and oftentimes they're the ones that don't have the credentials, which is very interesting to me. It's like your neighbor who didn't finish college, but she became a health coach, and now she's gonna tell you the one thing you need to do to eat or change to, uh, fix the thing. So back to this, um, what I was saying is that if you're not looking for this information, you will miss it, right? So your average person isn't going to be out there online talking about that you need to look at your insulin as a 40 plus year old woman, because that might be the key to your midlife metabolic mayhem or disease. And so if you don't know that information, you're not gonna be looking for it. You're gonna to totally miss it. And then you're gonna go down the sex hormone path. And then you're gonna wonder years later, like why am I not getting the results that I heard Betty and Kieran talking about? It's because you have to know what to look for. And this is why I always say you need a guide who can help you on, on every hero's journey. Um, you know, which is the framework a la Joseph Campbell for every movie that you love, right? Star Wars um, and, um, you know, Mr. Miyagi, Karate Kid, right? There's a hero with a big problem that he has to overcome. He can't do it by himself. He has to get a guide to help him get the skills to figure out how to do it. So you will be best served by finding someone who has the expertise that Betty and I have, right? We've been down the path, we know corporate medicine in and out, and we also know how to do a root cause resolution approach, who can guide you for your specific puzzle pieces. I always consider your health like a puzzle, and you've got all these different pieces. Now, everyone has the same pieces, but all our pieces look a little different. So there is no one size fits all right? It's not one diet, one supplement, one thing. It's a puzzle for everyone and everyone's puzzle pieces look different. And so you have to get the one that is for your unique picture so that they can guide you in, well, what do I need to be looking for in my insulin? And then once I find it, how do I address it? What are all the components I need to address it? What do I need to be do looking for with my thyroid? And then how do I figure out what the problem is? And then once I see it, what are all the components I need to address that? Same for your cortisol, DHEA, and your sex hormone. Yeah. I mean, it's, oh gosh, you're so right. Because people always say, Betty, 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 you know, what's the thing I can take? And I'm what's like, the thing? Do you think, <laughs> yeah, I was like, do you think if I knew that, that wouldn't be the only damn thing I'd be talking about? I'd just be hawking that one thing, the ultimate, whatever it is, pill number one. All right. I was like, I, I wish, I wish it was easy or that it would only take a week, you know, four weeks. Can I get, can I lose 30 pounds in four weeks? I'm like, no, did it take you 
four weeks to put on 30. No, you know, right. so we have to, we have to correct the underlying thing. And it's, it's just human nature. We want to, we want things fast, quick and easy. And, you know, with the right hormone balance, things get easier, which make it easier to go through the lifestyle changes and everything else that we need. So I have a question that um, I, this is my personal opinion. I feel yeah. that no matter what you do with your hormones, if there is an underlying adrenal problem, i.e. stress, that you have to address that and the lifestyle pieces have to be there. That's been my experience that no matter what you're doing with your hormones and other stuff, you can't sleep when you're dead and you can't live with the candle being burned at both ends. Cause I like doing that. My nature is to do that. And I have to force myself to not do that because it just doesn't work. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. I mean, adrenal function is cortisol, DHEA, some of the main uh, metabolic hormones and um, it will make or break you, period. And a lot of women think that, oh, I have a sex hormone problem because they're over 40, so they automatically assume it's a sex hormone problem. And I find that, no, it's a cortisol problem, especially if you are one who burns the candle at both ends. Now, having said this, I want to be clear to everyone listening, because some people get confused and they think that cortisol is only about life stress. There are things in your body that can create stress that is physiological stress. You can have chemical stress, biologic stress, infectious stress, all kinds of stress. So you have to address those. And most people have no idea how to do that. So you want to make sure you do that. Now, having said that, yes, your life stress and the way you handle uh, psychosocial stress in your life will make or break your health, your immune system, your sex hormones, it will drain your sex hormones. And this is where I find that a lot of people really have a, a challenging time because they've always lived, you know, a lot of us develop our personality strategies and our adaptive life strategies when we're kids, right? Before the age of seven, we're in a hypnotic state and we are taught how to conceptualize our lives, our place in the world, how we work in the world, our expectations of others and ourselves. And then after seven, we go around regurgitating and behaving in the way that we were hypnotized to believe. Um, and that's what will get us in trouble, particularly if we had any type of insecure nurturing or non-nurturing environment before the age of seven, right? So the ACE study um, demonstrated that if we had insecure status that, or trauma in our life, that it it actually um, increases our risk for number of medications that we're going to be taking as adult, number of disease diagnosis for obesity and other health problems. Well, this also programs how your cortisol functions. And it can be like a trigger response where it functions in overdrive. And they call it going 100 miles per hour with the brake on so that your cortisol system and your sympathetic parasympathetic nervous system are at odds with each other and in overdrive. And a lot of times the women who have the most trouble at midlife are exactly the ones who have this childhood dysfunction, right, Betty? You're raising your hand, that's me too. Um, have these childhood dysfunction, like going back into utero, my mom had stress, right? And that means my brain and body were bathed in stress when I was in my mother's womb. And then she had stress afterwards. So I had this constant cortisol craziness going 
going on. And then we're often the ones who really hit it hard at perimenopause and menopause or when we hit the menopause spectrum. So I say that it's a wake up call and an opportunity to learn how to live your life differently. We're often addicted to that cortisol, right? So one of the things, if I look at why I went into OBGYN and all my colleagues were a lot of women, right? We thrive on excitement and we always wanna be doing. Well, where did we learn that? We learned that because we were kids in a stressful environment who always had to be worrying about stuff. And so if you're someone who can't sit down and meditate, you can't stop doing, you've always got 10 things going on at one time and watching the TV, listening to the radio, talking on the phone, listening to a podcast, cooking dinner, da, 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 da. And when I go on vacation, I don't even know how to not do anything. I'm talking to you. <laughs> this is your cortisol. <laughs> Um, I know you because I am you, or maybe you're so depleted on your cortisol because you will go high and your body will keep churning it out and turning it over until it can't anymore. And that was me 13 years ago. I, when I did my cortisol, salivary cortisol test, I had a flat line, like right above zero. It's like, you're just alive but barely because I had used it all up and my body was like, I can't make anymore. So that's stage three adrenal fatigue, which when people, I diagnose them with that, I tell them, you need to pretend that your doctor told you you have cancer and you need to go home and cancel everything for the next three months and go into radical self-care. And that's kind of what I did. And that's what you may be in that place. So if you're in that place where you're sleeping all the time and all you have energy to do is work and sleep, your cortisol is tanked. If you're still in the alpha, go, 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 you're more in the hyper stage one. And if your energy is very variable, like you're up in the middle of the night and you want to nap in the middle of the day, you're more in that stage two uh, dysregulated, but you have to get this right. And this is one of the things that I cover when I do my hormone bliss challenges like, yeah, it's the sex hormones. I always say there are two prescriptions you need for when you get on the menopause spectrum for women over 40. You need one hormone prescription that you need written by the doctor at some point, if you choose, because you've educated yourself on the fact that uh, hormonal poverty increases your risk of diseases like we talked about, increases your risk of midlife metabolic mayhem, and reduces your lifespan. Yes, it's not listed on death certificates. Menopause is not listed as a cause of death, but I think that it really should be because it increases several of the top 10 causes of death and disability. Three journal journals, at least three, there are others, have published articles about this association between the hormonal poverty of menopause as an independent risk factor for premature death as compared to those who were not in hormonal poverty. So if you um, educate yourself about that and you're like, wow, I wanna live a long life. I don't wanna have disease. I wanna get out of midlife metabolic mayhem. Well, then you might need a written prescription for estrogen, progesterone, and or testosterone. But then you also need another prescription that isn't written. And that's to address your other hormones, right? Insulin, thyroid, cortisol, DHEA. So do not underestimate the power of the cortisol. And this isn't something you can just take a supplement for. Can supplements help? Yes. This isn't something you can just eat a certain diet for. Can they help? Yes. This is a whole way of living your life the way you think your thoughts. I mean, you have to really go in and dissect how you live your life, how your emotions run, how you think the thoughts you think, because all of that 
is your adrenal stress and it's turning it up or it's turning it down. And so you have to learn. It's a new skill you have to learn. Yes, that's so true. It's so true. And it's and I think a lot a lot of people when they're still thinking it's thyroid, they're still thinking it's I'm like, it's just it's this. Right. <laughs> it's, your, it's your adrenal hormones and you must address them both diet, lifestyle and supplementally and everything else. You can't just let it go for sure. You know, so I, I actually did a podcast on my podcast, The Hormone Prescription, called Why You Will Never Fix Your Thyroid by Trying to Fix Your Thyroid. So many people out there, millions of women looking online for answers because they're not getting them at their doctor's office, but you will never fix your thyroid by trying to fix your thyroid. You've got to fix. I always say it's like the one of the three stooges with insulin and cortisol being the other two and poor thyroid is the one getting beaten up <laughs> by cortisol and insulin. So you've got to fix the things that are beating up your thyroid, like your cortisol. Yeah. You and I are so much alike. I, I did a podcast on the same thing. Yes, you have a thyroid problem, but it's not your thyroid. It's like, it's it's not, I don't care how much thyroid medication you take. If this is going on, it's not going to work. It's so true. All right. So Dr. Kieran, you have a special gift that you wanted to give my listeners. Will you tell them what it is? Yes. That midlife metabolic mayhem, the diet deceptive dozen, right? So there is no one diet, you know, food that you need to eat or supplement you need to take, but changing how you eat can significantly improve symptoms of midlife metabolic mayhem. So I created the diet deceptive dozen for you. And that is the 12 foods flying under your radar that you think are healthy that are actually contributing to your crazy metabolism problems at midlife and causing symptoms. So Betty, you'll have the link, I guess, somewhere for them and they can go there and download that. I'll also give you as a bonus, my lean 15, I call it, which is the 15 foods you should add to your diet now, which will also help with midlife metabolic mayhem. Awesome. Awesome. And will you tell my listeners also where to, where to find you? I know you've got your hormone prescription podcast, but give them a rundown so they can find you. Yeah. So they'll find me, you'll find me on my podcast, wherever your favorite podcast app is the hormone prescription with Dr. Kieran. We have new episodes every Tuesday. You can find me at Kieran Dunstan MD on Instagram and Facebook. I will spell that because it's a little wonky. So K Y R I N D U N S T O N M D. And you can find me at that www.kierandunstonmd.com. Uh, which is my website, which is also Midlife uh, Metabolism Institute. And then we also have herhormoneclub.com, which is our solution for women in the U.S. and now Canada to get an actual prescription for estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, and get the testing that they need if they want natural hormone therapy. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Karen, it has been so much fun to have you on. You and I could probably go for hours <laughs> about what's, what's wrong in the world and what, what women need to do to help help themselves. But it's been such a good show, and I'm so excited to have my audience hear you, and uh, we'll have to do this again sometime soon. Thank you so much for having me, Betty. Awesome. Well, thank you for listening to Menopause Mastery. And if you loved this episode, share it with a friend so they can learn what they need to know about how to take care of themselves. And if you loved it also, please give me a review and stars. That's how people find podcasts. And I will see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Menopause Mastery Podcast. You are why I'm here, and I am so very grateful. 
Hit subscribe so you don't miss any wisdom on creating the most exceptional life on our terms. If this episode has helped you in any way, please share it with a friend to spread the love and together we rise. You can follow me on social media at Betty Murray PhD and you can reach me online at BettyMurray.com. 